We're Kim and Kendra, two faithful skeptics who find Christ calling us to ask all kinds of questions. Join us for our podcast. Hold on. Is that really Christian? Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Hold on. Is that really Christian? My name is Kendra, and I'm here with my good friend, Kim. And what we're hoping to do in this initial podcast segment is to introduce you, our listeners, to a little bit of the questions that we have. We have been talking about um, questions that we have for several months now, and we decided to let you listen in on some of those conversations. So that's our goal with this podcast, and hopefully you will uh, come with your own questions that you can send to us and help us guide our conversations as we go forward. So Kim, I wondered if you might begin our time together by sharing some of your story with our listeners um, and provide some sense of how questions have become important to you and your faith journey. Thanks, Kendra. It's really good being with you today to talk about our backgrounds. Uh, I'll tell a little bit about myself. I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, in a family of, let's just say, two religious tendencies. My mother was a Methodist, but who went to, um, to, to revivals for fun on the weekend. She grew up in a really in a small town just outside Fort Worth. And my father was Southern Baptist, but kind of lapsed Southern Baptist. So over time, it, we were like sometimes going to church, sometimes not so much. And then my mother decided one day, no, we're going to be going to church. And she convinced my father that maybe he would want to change to Methodism first. You know, part of it was um, that we had we needed to be baptized. I'd never been baptized. And that seemed to be a big issue for him. Well, so what was it about baptism that made that such a big thing for your father? Well, in the Baptist tradition, they're more about immersion baptism, which is when you actually get dunked under the water. And then in the Methodist tradition and others, then you are sprinkled. And he really was not a big fan of the dunking. He wanted, um, he was okay with sprinkling. Although, if my recollection is correct, and remember, I'm 12 years old at the time this is all happening, he... um, he had already been baptized and he'd been dunked, and for some reason that's that I guess uh, left an, an impression on him. But in any case, you were a young person at 12 years old, seeing um, your father kind of deal with a question. So that seems to me kind of um, that you got your sense of of uh, being a skeptic. Um, pretty honestly. (laughs) I guess you could say that. Yes, being a skeptic, meaning that I began to see, or I guess he kind of modeled for me the idea that uh, there are some things that you're told that you should do that he wasn't, you know, he had some opposition to. I'm not sure how well articulated or actually what he thought about it's just not an unpleasant experience when he was baptized. As you go forward then, I'm guessing that you went ahead and had your own baptism experience. Tell us about that. 
Well, the, the pastor came to our house, and the only thing that got me through the few days or maybe a whole week of anticipating that I was going to have to go stand up in front of a bunch of people and maybe I'd say something wrong or maybe I'd pass out, I don't know. But the only thing that got me through was the <laughs> fact that uh, Janis Joplin was going to be singing on the Ed Sullivan show that night, and if I could just get through the baptism, then I would be able to listen to her. Now, my mother was not very happy. I was a fan of Janis Joplin, and if you know anything about her, and I just say look that up, she was not the probably the most... Um, the, the best role model for a child. <laughs> but anyway, that got me through, and I had just sort of thought about it as the thing you've got to do. Uh, in our church currently here at North Haven, United Methodist, is for us to uh, to really understand what that is and to, and to re- periodically remember our baptism and what its significance was. So let me turn that over to you, Kendra, and you talk a little bit about for our those who are listening in, maybe a little about your thoughts about baptism and then tell us your own story. Well, thank you, Kim. I really appreciate the question. Um, to start um, just with what I think about baptism now, um, I have experienced in the last several years just the power of the rituals that we sometimes use to help us remember our baptisms. I remember when I was attending uh, or a member of a, a church in Oregon, and we had a, um, a time of remembering our baptism where we walked forward, and there was a, a pot um, um, that had water in it and stones, little pebbles at the bottom, and we could each kind of reach our hand into the water and touch the water, remembering our baptism, and then we were free to take a pebble um, as we left to remind us. And I remember putting that in the pocket of my coat. And so every time when it was chilly enough that I had my coat on and I reached my hands into my pocket, I could feel that. And it took me back to kind of this who I am and who I'm supposed to be. Um, And so that ritual has been a really powerful um, piece for my kind of current uh, faith journey. But a little bit about kind of um, where I grew up. Uh, I'm originally from southwestern Kansas. I grew up in a small United Methodist congregation there. The church was one of the two primary institutions that that uh, formed my early life because in a small town and there were 750 people in the town so when I say small I mean very very small and there were only two kind of um, institutions that that formed us Uh, one was the church and the other was the school and those were our places of entertainment but also our places of growth and learning So this church was important to me. My family was there. Um, Anytime the church doors were open, um, we were there and participating. So church was a really important thing for me. So where did, did my questioning come from? The first experience was really not in the church as much as it was in sports. I was a um, pretty athletic child, and I enjoyed playing all kinds of sports, and as it turned out, I was pretty good at football. 
And so I got to play with, you know, all the kids on the playground when we were, you know, out um, just playing around. And, and football was something that I excelled at. I was quick. I could throw the ball well. And what happened was, as I got a little older and, and, and entered junior high, suddenly all of my friends who were boys were getting to actually play football as an organized sport, and I was confined to the sidelines. Um, and that was before there were any girls who were um, playing football, and the coach actually approached my parents and asked my parents um, to let me play. Um, but uh, culture or protection, whatever, kind of came into play, and, and uh, I was not allowed to. But that was kind of the first experience I have of feeling marginalized and not included. So that's how I think that questions started to become important in my life. So, Kim, as we invite our listeners into continuing this conversation, you might um, give our listeners a sense of some of the topics that we're already thinking about and that we'll talk about on some future episodes. Yeah, I'm really interested to get into uh, the whole uh, thoughts about we as Christians, how do we look at things that are going on in the world or things that you hear as to whether or not these are truly Christian, that's the, the, um, the purpose of this. And, and you may have some differences with us, and we, we have set up a website or actually an email for you to respond back if you have some thoughts about whether or not our views on that are uh, that you'd like to just share your own. That's podcast at northhaven.org. That's podcast at northhaven.org. Because we're going to be talking about things like the Supreme Court and the web designer, and we're going to be talking about school vouchers, and we want to to bring into the whole immigration debate eventually, and reproductive rights and reproductive justice. There's a whole lot of things that we want to talk about, or just as simple as some of the things that people that people just say this or that, whether or not that's actually truly Christian. Truly Christian. That's that's right. And I suppose we ought to just say one of the other things that that uh, forms the backdrop for all of these conversations, we'll be taking the Bible seriously. Mm-hmm. And so that um, obviously should be a, um, a place for us to begin. So to our listeners, we hope that you will continue listening and we look forward to carrying on the conversation with you later. Thanks for joining our conversation. We hope you'll join us next time. We thank North Haven Church in Dallas for sponsoring us, Larry McCain for music, and Chris Qualley for technical assistance. If you'd like to know more about our sponsor, go to northhaven.org. That's North Haven with one H. And on our website, you can find more information on our ministries of faith, mercy, and justice.